The following was taped in front of a live studio audience on January 5th, 2019. Listener discretion is advised. Live from downtown Los Angeles, California, from beneath the big top at Two Big Circus, from the wondrous Club 01, it's the No Presidium Podcast, and here's your incomparable host, Noah Nelson. A show about immersive theater. You found the No Persimian Podcast. A show about immersive theater. You found the No Persimian Podcast. A show about immersive theater. You. You found the No Persimian Podcast. A show about immersive theater, interactive events, and other experiments in live entertainment. Circus, that's right, selling out, selling out, baby. Uh, big thank you. Oh, oh, we're doing this wrestling style. All right, now ready to go. Uh, giant, giant thank you uh, to uh, Two Bit Circus, Josh Randall for who who coordinates all this stuff for making this happen. Fun fact: he'll be up here later. But fun fact, right now, it's Josh's birthday. What? Now, he's going to be on this stage later, and I think you know what you need to do? Buy him drinks. Buy him lots of drinks. Lots That's of what you do. Um, all right. This is No Pro Live. We've never done it like this before, right? Anthony, we've, we've never... No, we, we, we've messed around with the thought of it, but we've never done it live before. Yeah, we've, ne- we've never had... We've had a couple of places we've thought about doing it, but this is the first time we've really had the right spot. The right stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, this is the beginning uh, of the show. This is the banter, 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 banter. Um, when, when I envisioned <laughs> this about a month ago, I was like, sit down. We're going to like write. This is going to be awesome. We'll do it this way and that way. And like and then, December yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, was no, no, nothing of that nature. Uh, it's really great to see so many of you out here. Um, there's, there's a bit we always do at the start of the show where we like call out uh, the sponsors. We'll, we'll, we'll do kind of a version of that. Uh, because one, uh, John, John Henningsen's not here right now, but I do want to give some props out to him because he just gave us co-working space at Thymele. How many of you have been to Thymele, right? So John just gifted us co-working space for a year, so we like have an office now, which is... Which is delightful. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, 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 there you go. oh, oh no, then oh, I push oh, it. Oh, eh, okay. Who knows? Yeah, right. um, <laughs> whatever. I've only been doing, you know... AV stuff for 25 years. It's not like it, it, I know what I'm doing. Um, so that's one thing. But also, we always go through the sustaining backers of the show. So I'm going to name a couple of folks first. I'm trying to do this out of order. So like, there's, there's Lonnie Hansen, who's in uh, Denver. Ross Sigworth, who is in uh, San Francisco. Um, Ari Herstand, uh, who's in Los Angeles. Uh, there's... And then there's, I think there's just two more. And there's, there's two more. One of them is Jan Budman. Jan, Jan, can you stand up? Come on. 
Yeah. This is one of the, this is one of the major man. backers of the show. Keeps us alive. And also, Sam Kinkin. Sam. Sam Sam's up. waving. Yeah, there he is. They're here today. So buy them drinks because they keep us going, right? That's, I think that's an appropriate... I that's think a that's circle a, of life. That's a total circle of life. Whoa. I can't touch this microphone, so I'm not going to... I'm, I'm too electric. Maybe it's You're the electric. watch. Maybe it's the watch. I'll take the watch off. That'll probably be good. All right. So let's see. That's the that's first the part of the thing. show, yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, okay, and we did that one. Yep. Uh, yeah, and the Anthony yep, yep. Live. We did our bit. So yep. I guess the next thing is... Inviting on our first uh, two guests of the day, very appropriate. It Ooh. is Brent Bushnell and Eric Gradman of Two Bit Circus. So come on up. Yeah. All right, I will be more careful about touching the mic. One, thank you. Oh no, you guys touch the mics all you want. Like hopefully it's just we mine's being weird. We don't have stands. Ours you don't have stands. No, yeah, you'll just just. I mean, it's your mic, so if you drop it at the end, like you know, you're the one who has to pay for it, right? Um, guys, thank you for having us out. Oh, man, this is so awesome having you guys here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I mean, Brent, you've, you've, been, you've been with us. I mean, oh, I sh- this is the part I was going to mention at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're five years old this month. Wow! Like, no problem. Wow. Fucking awesome! Right? Like, the, the show's not that long, but No Pro is, is five years old. And, and Brent, you've been with us pretty much from the beginning. Like, we used, to, we used to talk about the shows you would go see that I couldn't go see. So I'd be like, so was that any good? So, um, how, so... I, I, I want to say, I think I have told 100,000 people about No Proscenium. <laughs> Honest to God, it's a slide in every presentation I give. And I want to say that I, I, I think the number is 100 grand. <laughs> yeah. We, we, once in a while, we get this weird bump of people joining the newsletter. And I'm like, what happened? It's like, oh, Brent's out in the world doing things. <laughs> so about, about the same amount of time we've been running this, you guys have been working on the big top here. So. Oh, my God. It's open. Fuck 2018. <laughs> Seriously. There goes your rating. Oh, well. Yeah. No, it's okay. This we'll just probably tag the explicit tag on this one. This is fine. Oh, good. We're off the hook then. Oh, right? we're, oh, you, we can fucking curse all we fucking want. You know, fucking tastic. We're not we're not politicians here. Oh, wait, no, they do it too. Never mind. Um, so how how does it feel to have the damn thing open? You know, it was uh, it was so it was so freaking hard getting this done. And all you guys, you know, in this space know how hard it is to do physical stuff, right? You know. Atoms are, are so much less flexible than bits. <laughs> and, and it, you know, was, uh, 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 you know, of course we didn't have all the money. We had all these problems, you know, and being able to I didn't know anything about not having enough money. To yeah, shocking. It, it was That's weird. We were, you know, most of the time we're just way under budget and everything's amazing. You just have tons of extra cash. Uh, uh, <laughs> but this was that one time we didn't have enough money. Uh, uh, but it was... Uh, you know, the, you know, the number of different things. I mean, I think one of my favorite stories is sort of encapsulates the stuff that you never plan for. Uh, we have a liquor license. We have the unicorn of liquor licenses. The one that allows you Cheer to have... Cheer if you're enjoying that yeah. liquor license right now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, which allows you full alcohol, full bar, and children. Right? Uh, obviously, the kids can't drink, but Damn you can it. have them in the building. Right? And the only reason you're allowed to do that is because more than half of your revenue doesn't come from alcohol. Right? We have the games, we have the food, the other stuff. Now, this is the hardest liquor license to get. And we... 
uh, applied, there's a lottery because there's only a finite number of them, which is actually interestingly governed by the number of hospital beds and police on the street <laughs> in any given area. No joke, because those things track com like, like predictably. I don't know if you guys have been outside, but there's several police out there <laughs> at any time. Now, we won the lottery. Oh my God, amazing. One in 20, maybe one in 40 chance we win the fucking lottery. Oh my God, amazing. And we start going down the rabbit hole with the ABC and, and, uh, and two interesting things happen. Uh, one, uh, uh, all of, you know, both Eric and, and my, our wives had to get their fingerprints done. It turns out my wife doesn't have fingerprints. Uh, the, we sent them in multiple times and they kept saying, nope, doesn't, it's not working at all. Uh, so I'm pretty sure she's who I, she says she is. <laughs> uh, uh, that was weird. But the one that was totally... But it, makes, it tracks, it makes sense. Like I'm yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, she wouldn't have fingerprints. She doesn't have fingerprints. Yeah, yeah. for it was, reasons. Yeah, for reasons. it was weird. I, we, I had to sign an affidavit saying she's not a criminal. Uh, <laughs> And then the other one was uh, you. Everybody who's got 10% share or more uh, has to, you know, s sign those affidavits. And we have investors, uh, some of whom have the fireman's pension as their investors. Well, that affidavit cascades, and so they were like, "Yeah, non-starter. We can't sign that." And we had to give it back. We had to give back that liquor license. It cost us. Wait for it. A hundred thousand dollars to fix. And we literally, there was nothing we could do. Nothing, nothing. It was, I mean, my blood boils just thinking about it, so I'm gonna stop there. But <laughs> there is something that each and every one of you can do. Buy more drinks. <laughs> <laughs> do it now. Do it after we're done talking. Yeah. That's, that's hard. So, but you did manage to get it back. Somehow. We ended up going the regular non-lottery way and, mm. uh, and then we managed to get it. Yeah. Wow, oh, so the lottery, oh, wow, that's, this, and this is sort of the eternal story, definitely here in LA, um, but also kind of like around the world, you know, just, you start off and you have either like a, a game-making background or a theater-making background, and you say, wouldn't it be fun to do something <laughs> unconventional, like something no one's ever done before, and then you find out why no one's ever done it before, <laughs> but, What's beautiful is everyone here is persisting. Yeah. Like, no one is letting it slow us down. And, I mean, there's still, there's still things. Like, there's some, there's some really horrific stuff. Like, um, uh, this is just a day after we're getting news that there was a, a fire in an escape room in Poland. Wow. And there was, like, I think there's, like, four kids wind up. Five kids died and one guy got injured. And, and it's... it's Really strange when you find out the details of it is like there was an unsealed gas canister in the lobby, which is what they were using as heating. So it's like, imagine the most ramshackle setup you could possibly imagine in an escape room here in the States. And it's like, no, not even that close. It was like, yeah, just like, you know, it's like something out of, out of a freaking movie, right? Oh my God. I did, a, I did an escape room in Shanghai that was some lurky, terrible, really dangerous stuff. Was it It was though? awesome! Was good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I th there was a room that started filling with water. You had to climb over a net and all this stuff that was like so impossible to do in the, in, in the US, but it was super fun. Yeah, but, but super dangerous. Like things where it's like, you know, yeah, we don't have insurance because this is fully off the grid. And, and trying to, you know, trying to kind of straddle the worlds between unbridled creativity and sort of a very a burning man aesthetic of like hey we're all going to go into the desert and we're you know we're going to take responsibility for ourselves and let it be that way and then it's then you try and bring it home and things get 
complicated. Well, look, that's, the, that's kind of the paradox of this place, right? Yeah. I think everybody in this room right now has, has put together shows, has dealt with the, the trauma of trying to build your theater and build your show and write your scripts and hire actors and do all your marketing and do all of those things simultaneously. Here, we scale all that up like a thousand times. This is 40,000 square feet of entertainment space. And not only were we building the facility, but we're building all the entertainment that goes into it at the same time, dealing with all the regulatory issues and the insurance and making sure there are no unsealed gas canisters because that's how I had to stay warm in our old place. And, and it's just all of these things compounded and over such a short period of time, too. Like, Which, and, 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 you know, I would, I, would, I would add to that that, you know, one of the things that makes me so excited that this crew is here and in L.A. and that L.A. is as awesome for immersive as it is, is we would love this to be your place, right? Is we, A, we can't, you know, continue to build as, uh, you know, as much stuff. We have too much space. You'll notice this place is half finished, right? There's a lot of empty space out there. And that was not, you know, by design, right? We are, we needed to get open. <laughs> we were, you know, uh, uh, running out of money. Uh, uh, and, and, but we do think of this as kind of the movie theater for interactive. And, and we would love to be able to have this be that, that, that venue for you. And so you have, as you have stuff, we want to figure out ways to make that work and have already done a few things with some of you and would love to do more and, and uh, so it's actually maybe worth putting some context to that but we, we maybe paint, paint a picture for the radio of where we are right now this is this is a theater we're all in a theater right now this is a game show theater and there's a there's a you know 50 touchscreens in this room and there's a hundred places where people can sit we have a host up on stage our host is sitting in the audience right now is this weird for you Brett He's fine. <laughs> he loves it. Um, and, 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 and the kinds of shows that you can experience in here are like a little combination of improv and bar trivia and uh, game show. And there's nothing like this that exists. And this, what we call Club 01, this room where we're all sitting right now, this is a venue within a venue. And then we've got, you know... 34 additional thousand square feet. We, we have barely activated this room. Uh, we're we're going to start running more programming in it over the coming months. You know, but but it's it's not just game shows, right? We've got a hundred person escape room. Uh, we did in collaboration with uh, Scrap up in Northern California. We have a, a wine tasting game that will soon also be a whiskey tasting game where you're learning about the difference between cabs and pinos and then challenged with a glass of wine in front of you to determine the difference. And are you going to do anything where you learn the difference between wine and whiskey? Because I, I did double the <laughs> amount of liquor. I'm into that. We'll, we'll run them back to back. Do yes. you have a preferred order? Uh, what, what's the wine before liquor? Whichever yeah. one is going to get me drunker. Uh, but those are like some of the low-hanging fruits we just came up with, and I'm sure all of you can come up with way better stuff. So, you know, that's, that's another place that could be fun to play. One of the nice things about this room in particular is that it's, it's also a tech platform, right? Like, this room is full of computers. Oh my God, I have nightmares some nights about how many computers we managed to stuff into what could have just been a theater, but oh no, we had to put touchscreens at every table. But the nice thing is, it means that you can actually like learn to program this room. And if you've had an idea for a game show or you know, the future of you know, the next HQ trivia, like we can build those things in this room and run them for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It's really cool. Well, I am so glad that the day finally came that you got to open up because I saw pitch decks and sketches for a very long time and like test versions of things that are out there and just 
getting to walk in during like that final part of construction, I was like, oh shit, it's real. It's finally happened. Hey, can I tell you about the day that we opened it? Yeah. The day we opened it, painstakingly added brick by brick, built this place up, and then we had Bill Nye the science guy and the mayor of Los Angeles come and not cut a ribbon. No, that's not how we do things around here. We all took giant sledgehammers and knocked down that painstakingly constructed wall, and then everybody flooded in and have a good time. Hats off to Josh Randall for that idea. That was, was fantastic. Awesome. All right, well, guys, think again for being here and letting us be here. And after this show, people can run up to you and talk to you about all the ways that they dream about using the space. Uh, so thanks to you guys for coming. Really appreciate it. Love you all a lot. And uh, this is, I gotta say, this is such an exciting time for immersive. Like there's just never been a better time. We all know that the appetite for you know people are out there. I've been bending uh, the ear of, of a couple of folks here about a book uh, that I read over the holidays called Religion for Atheists. It's fucking awesome, and I kind of feel like is a little bit of, I mean, for, it's a super short book, but for me is a little bit of like an underscore of I think what might be happening in the world a little bit, and and underscoring kind of the stuff that we all do. Uh, so I highly recommend that book if you have. The first half is actually really short. The second half I've discovered is really long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, Brent Bushnell, Eric Gradman, thank you guys for being our first guest for No thanks Pro for Live. Next up, next up, we, I think we did a music out of order, uh, but that's cool. We're that's winging cool. it. Uh, next up, no, you, 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 yeah, leave that one. You gotta, yeah. I'm, it's cool, we know. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm okay. All right, good. Things to do. We may have plans. Please ignore the strange things we're doing. Next up, Capital W, the heart of Capital W, Lauren Ludwig and Monica Miklas. So we got a we got a we got a shared mic situation right now for for no, for no reason whatsoever. Is it on? Oh, did you get turned off? Let's turn it back on. Are we good? Hello. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Hi guys. Hi Thanks for having us. Last time Thank I saw you. you two on a weekend, uh, <laughs> it was snowing. What was up with that? Denver. It's Denver. <laughs> I don't know what you're Denver. talking about. <laughs> Sorry, you said that like we had rehearsed that lead-in, <laughs> but we hadn't, and I didn't know what he was talking about. I say everything like it's been rehearsed, because I, I spend all day <laughs> rehearsing everything I say. <laughs> that sounds like a hard way to live, Noah. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, yes, we saw you in Denver at the Denver Film Festival, where we were presenting the Hamiltonmobile um, in their interactive division. Yeah, it was Dearly really an awesome experience. Dearly beloved Hamiltonmobile. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like a new version of the show, right? It was like, like a, like a two-person version of the show. It was, it was the same script right. as we'd been using, but we, for touring, we took only four pieces on the road, and we were able to do those four pieces with just two actors. So some p parts were cast in a different way than they had been before. How much time did it take to like restructure the show and, and, and crunch it down into something that can go on the road? And now that you've done it, will you take it other places? We're trying. Wait, what was that, Monica? I really want to talk about the palette. Yeah, talk about the palette. Weirdly, if I want you to talk about the palette too, because I've yeah. seen the palette. It's so exciting. It's so cool. So we crunched the numbers, and we realized that it was going to be less expensive to 
rent a van in Denver and ship our set on a truck than to drive our actual van that we own from Los Angeles to Denver. So we're probably going to try to sell the van we own, and if anybody needs a cargo van that runs on natural gas, I guess is what it is. is someone Robert, raising Robert's their hand? He wants a cargo van. Okay, so. talk to right. us. Legit, we're first selling bid, a van. First bid, first bid okay. for the cargo van. All right, it's do I hear five thousand? Five thousand. Five thousand. We did not pay that much. Okay, five thousand at table four. So we're at five thousand. We have five thousand fifty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we ship the, the set out there, and then, I, would, I don't know, a couple weeks uh, in terms of rehearsal and stuff, and some rewrites. It wasn't so crazy. And so, now that we've done it, we are going to take it to other places. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it, we're excited been, about that. And it's been a, it's been a pretty busy year. Uh, speaking of Vans, uh, Rochester, 1996. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that Tad's was in really... the house right now. Yeah. Wave hi, Tad. Hello to Tad of Drycraft Los Angeles. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a collaboration with his company um, that was our retelling of the story of a queer teenager and her pastor father in the 90s in Rochester, and that was a wonderful, really transformative experience for all of us. So we're also looking for other ways and places to do that show again. But that one's a pretty huge undertaking, so that'll be a bigger deal. So all this, all this work that the two of you are doing, all these different projects, what are some of the things that are, are sort of guiding you forward as you, as you explore new avenues of work? That's a good question. Um, on the largest, like, mission-driven sense, we continue to be drawn to work that we feel creates spaces for transformation and forms of healing for an audience. Um, whatever that means to the individual piece or the people who come. Um, on like a more micro level, I think our next couple shows are going to continue to try to push the intimacy of our experiences, but perhaps um, with slightly higher throughput, either by double casting things more or trying to get more people through. Um, that's, so, that's so like boring and logistical. I feel like on like a deeper creative level, I feel like it's about taking story plus experience. Uh, can we, oh, sorry. Can we, oh, can we help sure, you? Sure. Oh, a Hi. woman is here. A woman is here and wandered into our Hi. interview. Um, um. Can, can we Hi. help you? Hi. Yeah. Can we help I, you? Um, I don't. Yeah. Can I sit? What? No. Uh, no. N uh, We're doing a show. Yeah. There, this, there's a show in here right now. Are you lost? No, I don't. Um, I'm supposed to meet someone. Who but are I don't, you? What is your name? Emma? Hi. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Are you, are you, who are you I'm supposed to meet? Up. Um, what do you mean you're meeting I'm someone? I, sorry, this is making noise. That's okay. Okay. Now, they, they do that. They're microphones. Oh, so. they gave me this. Okay. Um, I can go. Am I... I'm I don't confused. What are you here for? I'm, I was just supposed to meet someone, and then this door was open, and I, I thought maybe they were in here. Who are you meeting? I have to check. Do you, do you meet a lot of people here? She's yeah. sitting at her phone. Sorry. Um, oh, God. I have to check. Sorry. Guys. She's really going into an She's app just gonna, right now. Um, what app are you using? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I'm, look, I don't go on a lot of dates, so I mean, just wondering what's popular right now. How do you know she's here for a date? She didn't I, say that. Well, she's meeting somebody, right? And she's looking at an app. And what else? Is it an app? She doesn't know the like name of the person. Open. Um, I don't know. What is she doing? It was tomorrow. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll explain it. Um, can I just like sit for a minute? I'm like sort of freaking out. I mean, why are you freaking out? Because there's like so there's like a lot of people here. Oh, because it's a show. This is a live event. Sorry, this is a live I'll podcast taping. Sit here. I'm just she's, okay. just she's gonna sit down. Okay, she's sitting on the stage. Okay, okay cool. Um, 
she's sitting on the stage. Uh, Emma, tell it. Well, who was this person you were going to go on a date with tomorrow? Oh, just. Do you want to share our microphone? No, 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 no. I guess that's um, weird. We only just met. Yeah, just, I just this guy from this like app thing that I don't. Cool. What's his name? Um, Trevor. I cool. Okay. Again, sorry. You don't okay, need to check no. again. That's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> Trevor sounds like someone you'd meet on an app. I, yeah. yeah. Do you go on a lot of app dates? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, she's All really right. a mess. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> she's dropping her items. <laughs> Poor thing. No. Um, does this ever? No. What do you want us to do? Here? I don't really know. We disaster. don't have a. We don't have a protocol for. It's making me sad. No. Is it making you sad? Yeah. I think it's making all of us a little though. sad. I don't know. Right. I don't know to hang out with this woman. She's making okay. all of us She's very sad. She's writing something. I'm what? okay. I you just okay? had to write. Yeah, no, I'm good. What Hi. are you doing? What did you just write down? I just had to write. I do this thing where I have to write down um, stuff if like something like freaks me out or something. Okay. What do you well, mean? Like if I get like scared of something or like nervous about or worried about something, I'm just supposed to write it down. So I wrote it down. What did you just write down? Oh. It's weird you're telling me, but it's helpful. Everyone <laughs> is watching me, and this is weird. Okay. Well, Emma, Emma, there's, there's a way for that to stop. If yeah. you go get a drink, like, which are out there. Okay. And, and, like, tomorrow Trevor will be out there with a drink. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Great advice, Noah. <laughs> I don't, I'm just trying to regain control of the show here, Lauren. Jeez, Ludwig. Cool. Get a drink was the solution to your hey, problems. We want no, everyone to get a drink yeah. here. That's true. I'm sorry. Yes, that is the solution to no. our problems. Yeah. Yes. Yes. problems yes. here at Tubit Circus. No. We're we pushing the alcohol. Okay. We've really we got a theme here today. All right. Cool. You're going to be good? Yeah, I'm going to get a drink. Okay, okay, cool. Go do that. Don't okay. forget your scarf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. Great to meet you, oh, Emma. Good luck with your date. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Flans, everyone, as Emma <laughs> from Red Flags, another capital yeah, nomination. Yeah, you can just yeah, come, come right back on, on stage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're just going right into this. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? The, the podcast audience is, you know, people would see you leave and come back in. What was the end game That's there? True. There was, we know. were just making this up as we go along. Okay. I didn't have a plan for an end game. I just know I it's wanted to do that. It's free advertising thing. for our show. Oh, yeah. I was, right. I was which, told not Which nothing. often takes place here at Two Bit Circus. See, that's the theme. We're just trying to solve <laughs> If you want to feel as awkward and sad as we all felt, yeah, you should was... come see Red Flags. Yeah, that Playing was now at Two Bit Circus. <laughs> Except it'll be more personal and more about you and the sadness in your own life. How, how, many, of you, how many of you have gone on a date with Emma? Raise your hands. That's a, so that's about a third of the room. Third of the room got no. the joke. The rest of you were like, what the flying fuck is going yeah. on right now? What has Noah done yeah. this time? This is pretty much, this is, this is what I've always wanted. Just a room full of people to torture with weird, dumb ideas. Oh. So I've achieved my goal in Good. life at this point. Um, how, how, okay, how many dates has Emma been on at this point? Um, it's over a hundred. Oh my god! Um, we think almost one fifty now. What? Yeah. We think it's up oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Okay. So quite a lot. And I stopped keeping track because <laughs> it was so traumatic. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I gotta imagine you gotta take a break, like a lot between, because there's been a few runs of the show at this point. Yeah. Right? This most recent time we took uh, like a year break. Um, so that was 
that that was great. <laughs> well, yes, we learned we learned to take breaks, <laughs> and we also learned to change the performance schedule. So yes. in the fall, Lauren was just performing two days a week max. And that seemed a bit more manageable, and you can speak to that. Yeah, uh, when we started it uh, in Fringe, uh, a Fringe and a half ago, uh, I was doing it, I did it every night of Fringe. I think I had one night off. And like multiple times a night. Yeah, like four times we always do it uh, twice, a, twice a night. Um, and that was great for Fringe, because um, you have like Fringe adrenaline. And then we took like two days off, and we're like, let's do it a couple more months. And then I went crazy. She did. <laughs> we almost broke you. <laughs> yeah. So we learned that, oh, we need to take yeah. breaks, because I'm a human. Well, it's an emotionally <laughs> draining experience uh, in a good way. But it is like, it takes a lot of energy to do the show. Oh, yeah. I, can, I, how, I mean, how much has it changed? Because I, I, I saw it like before... The first you, fringe by yeah, like a you weeks. saw uh, like a fringe, not even preview. You saw a walk along, a walk along. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. we were being stalked the entire time. It was by me. Yeah. Yes. How, um, how much has it changed? How much has it changed since uh, then? It hasn't not changed majorly. a ton. It's just like I've gotten like infinitely more comfortable with it and and well versed in it. So yeah, I, we did a few rewrites to bring it to two bit, make it specific to this space and this moment in time. Things like. You know, when this is so small, but like two years ago when we wrote it, we called it online dating, and now it really feels like it's called app dating. Like, that kind of stuff. We want it to always feel current. And yeah. This little, oh. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, it's That'd back, it's back. Yeah. Oh, gosh, sorry, podcast audience. It's okay. <laughs> they got most of it. So they got the gist. Um, That's what Post is for <laughs> on the live podcast. I don't think we'll, if we don't have it in, we won't be able to get, anyway. Um, all right, what's, do you, is there anything on the near horizon that's that's kind of stirring? I mean, you've been traveling stuff around a lot, and I mean, even even Red Flags has like gone to Denver, like yes, once, right? we did in Denver. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And San Diego. Yes, that's yeah. right. How did San Diego? How did, San Diego how did San Diego take it? Uh, how did who take it? San Diego take it. And San Denver. Diego. How, does it, yeah, how does it play outside of L.A.? Um, yeah, that's it is different. It is different because there's less of a like, like cool theater vibe, I feel like. We're, does that make sense? People were more, um, in San Diego and Denver, they were more like, what's this? <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, and just, they would sort of say things like, well, I gotta run some errands. Can you come with me? Because the, the, I did get asked that in Denver, because there's not... Have you ever been on an errand date, though? Have you ever done one of those? I wound up on one of those once. I, I had a morning after errand. <laughs> I got a morning, oh, a morning after. Yeah. Yeah. No, like mine wasn't even morning. It was like in the middle of the date. She was like, I want to go to Kmart. That's and not so a we good went sign. to Kmart. And then like, then we went back to, to her place and she was like, I was hoping you were going to kiss me in Kmart. What is happening? Are you serious? This is why I don't go on too many dates because when I go on dates, they go very strange. All right. We'll talk about that more when I have drinks in me and we're oh not recording gosh. the show. Still, still a friend, actually, now. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. She's the what? manager there now. Oh, you too. At Kmart. At the Kmart? No. Uh, that sounds like fun. I don't know. <laughs> I find Target, like, a nice, calming place, so I get it. Yeah. No, I, I, the Target's good. Target's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we do have some other projects in, in the near future that we can't say too much about because they haven't been announced publicly yet of course. by our partners. We could say the city. Uh, we we have something going on in Denver. Oh, the all spring? Right. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we could say that it'll be a one-on-one experience. We can say that. All right. And that it will be taking place in, do you think I could say the venue? No, let's hold no. on the venue. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Right. Uh, no, in, a cool, in a cool place. That's it's a so really cool lame. place. Sorry. I don't, don't want to get you two in trouble. It is more uh, site-specific than Red Flags is. Red Flags can kind of happen That's in true. any bar, in any cool neighborhood. And this piece that we're developing in Denver is very much being developed for a particular venue. Yeah. But with a long-term goal to take it other places as yeah. well. All right. To yep. similar types of venues. Oh, that's... <laughs> wow. Okay, okay is... we're done. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, don't... don't Cryptic yeah. and lame. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, Monica, Lauren, Lauren, thank you all. And particularly, Flans, thank you for indulging my dumb sense of humor and doing No, this. that's fine. I had... No idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we did the No Proscenium podcast, which for the record, I look back and we were on the eighth episode, which was so long ago and crazy. Because uh, we're like, this is a hundred, this is number 181. Yeah, it's amazing. You made yeah. us also uh, bring our cast of Hamiltonville on in character. We did an entire yeah. show in character. We did do an entire show in character. Pretty dorky. It, it is one of my favorite <laughs> things. If you've ever want to heard people LARP, like hear people LARP and not really know what they're talking about, like <laughs> you can go listen to that podcast. It was great. Though, like I love it. I mean, for people oh, who hadn't fun. for people who hadn't seen Hamlet Mobile, they would have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" But for me, highlight of the show still. Yeah, it got a little heated. I was kind of scared. Yeah, <laughs> it was, and, and, you, know, and you two were like just keeping from like cracking up half the time, which is like my it favorite thing real. to watch you. Yeah, our fake theater company almost broke up that day. It's true. Yeah. It it's true. Great. And then cool. we went and recorded a real podcast immediately afterwards. That's so. true. All right. Thanks for having us, Noah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye. Next up. All right. Next up. Um, should I do? No, no, no. Uh, nope, not going to do that. Uh, I was going to do like, a, oh, we probably do like a sponsor block or something, but we have no sponsor block to do. So what we're going to do instead is get the birthday boy up here, Josh Randall. <laughs> I, I, I will Hello. I will not make everyone sing happy birthday to you unless Please that's don't. A, unless that's a th- okay you're not into it so good no, we won't no, do it no, no. I'm I, it's not the kind of thing I'm into either so I would never I would never wish it on anyone else um, thank you for being for, just thank you for being here on your birthday like that's just crazy yeah of course I think we're all uh, pretty well versed in in events and uh, you know they get taken over our, our life events get taken over by our work events and yeah. that's just kind of part of it. Yeah, when when you live this life, you have no work life balance. It's work work balance. It's a fair point, but yeah. it's a re- it's really good to see everybody and and to be here for my birthday with uh, all these people. So that's yeah. Nice. So speaking speaking of work work balance, like you you're so what is your title here at Two Bit Circus? Because I think a lot of people who know your name they know you as one of the creators of Blackout, yeah, which kicked off the extreme horror genre years ago, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like always always. Often imitated, never, never matched. Right, the, Thank the you. legend remains. Uh, Anthony was telling me about it years ago because uh, he had gone through some stuff, and I was like, "They fucking did what to you?" Um, and uh, but in good ways. Um, and and you're here now. 
So I am. Yeah, I've actually gone through several different um, uh, iterations of job titles here at 2Bit. Right now, I'm a creative producer, uh, which essentially just means that anything that is brand related, anything that people don't pay for that we sort of give out for free that we're doing on behalf of our brand kind of falls under my umbrella. That's 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 a big portfolio, ultimately. Uh, yeah, it's big. We're we're still kind of like finessing that a, a little bit. Um, I'm doing contract negotiations right here. I said it's a big portfolio. Yeah, <laughs> Brent. We should talk about my salary too. Um, no, it's uh, what's amazing about Two Bit is that it is, as Eric was saying earlier, it's it's entertainment in in many different facets. So you have your story rooms, you have your escape rooms, you have your VR, you have your immersive theater, you have your interactive theater. Um, so it's very hard to sort of define everybody's role within our company because we kind of. Uh, we all wear many different hats, um, and that is one of the, the amazing things about 2Bit is that I think they've, they've put together a really good team of people that have a lot of experience doing many different things. Um, that said, I started as a marketing consultant, then I sort of moved over into an event manager, and, and now the official title is creative producer. Speaking of many hats, so you've got all those hats here, but you also have... Creative pursuits, other freelance work. I mean, you directed the Castle Rock experience at uh, SDCC last year. You've you've still got independent theater stuff you're doing. I mean, how how the heck do you balance it all? Because I I actually could use some advice on balancing all this. Stuff. I, I have no idea. Damn um, it! I have no answers, and uh, damn, I will Josh. never claim to. I'm sorry, but um, I do think that that something that we all. Most of the people in this room and the creators in this room, like you just have to take opportunities as they come. Yeah. Um, and I don't think many of us get the luxury financially of being able to pick and choose a lot of the projects that we have. Something like Castle Rock and, and Comic-Con comes along and, and I can't say no just because that's, you know, I've been working in horror for, for 10 years and, and you get a call from Stephen King and you just, you have to say yes. Yeah. E even though, you know, I'm, I'm working for Brent and, and, and I think I, I went up to Brent and Eric at, at one point and said very blatantly, like my priority is here, but I also kind of need to do this. Um, and, and I think we all just get very well versed at being able to juggle many different projects at one time out of necessity uh, because we don't have any choice. And I think financially, we all know that it's, it's not the most lucrative um, uh, uh, business, this immersive theater thing that we do. Um, and so with that said, like you just, you have to take the opportunities as they come, whether it be a, a, a creative, um, a, a creative benefit or a financial benefit. Um, when these things pop up, you just, you have to f find a way to, to make it all happen. Do you think if, if the lottery dropped on your head tomorrow, would you still find yourself juggling a bunch of projects, except now it would just be a bunch of your projects? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, am, I am obsessive, I think, when it comes to a lot of my projects. And um, if anyone's been through Blackout, you probably know that level of um, intensity behind it. And, and that sort of goes through um, everything that I try to do. I get very invested in, in all of those projects and, and building new things and wanting to keep myself sort of uh, fresh. I mean, the things we were working on with Blackout 10 years ago, I could care less about today, um, which is partially why we're not really doing those blackouts because we're not asking ourselves those questions and, right. and, and consequently answering them. Well, and, but you're still, you're still pushing forward in other things and, and you invest yourself. I mean, you were a voice in this year's In Another Room. 
and I recognized your voice, but also the, the performance was really good. And I was like, damn, like, you know, he could be a voiceover actor. And like, just, you just pour yourself into this stuff to the point where you're here on your birthday, even though it's just a, a lark. Well, first of all, that's very sweet. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm not just saying because uh, it's your birthday, are you up here? Like, I really liked it. First of all, I was like, who's yeah. Josh? Oh, he's good. Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks. It's, you know, BFA. What can I say? You know, it's... <laughs> Um, listen, I, I, I think I graduated uh, NYU in 2000, so um, essentially I've been uh, working in this immersive beat for um, 19 years now, oh uh, which is insane. And somebody asked me the other day, like, what was your first immersive experience? And I was like, they're all fucking immersive experiences. We just haven't been calling them immersive experiences. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember doing dinner theater and Tony Tino's wedding in the 80s. And um, for the record, I have a really strong argument that this entire immersive theater movement, we can track back to Tony and Tina's wedding. <laughs> And I'm also aging myself uh, in my birthday. I'm 41, so that's fun. But, um, uh, but anyone who knows, I also said you're that pop, to people last pop. night yeah. who didn't know what Tony and Tina's wedding was, which made me feel really old. But yeah. um, I, I do think that there is, you know, what we've been doing is not revolutionary. I think it's been happening for a really long time. Yeah. And what's happening now is we're finding a common vocabulary to discuss it. We're finding common sort of laws and... and uh, you know, like fire permits and things that we can all sort of coalesce around. Um, but, you know, the simple fact is immersive has been happening for an incredibly long period oh, yeah. of time, almost since theater started. Oh, um, yeah. Well, and there's people, yeah. I mean, in the, in the modern strains, like people, sometimes people come to me and it's like, oh, you know, you really should look into like the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago and like, you know, the Devil in the White City World's Fair and like there's, there's things in there that that impact and like you get a direct line from there to Disneyland, you get a direct line from there into all these other movements. And I mean, the theater history nerd in me can like just delve in for hours. In fact, if there's one thing I wish I had more time for, it was doing that, that deep, deep dive research because Absolutely. It's, it's, it's rich. And I think you and I, as, as um, evidenced by our um, Shakespeare quarreling <laughs> online. Um, like, I, I hear you in, in, in that, and, and there is a, a really strong history, which is why I think 2-Bit is so important, sort of in, in the grand scheme of things right now, because um, it has opened its doors as a place for story rooms slash escape rooms, for uh, digitized things, for live events, for theater, um, and, and sort of trying to create a new venue where all of those things can live and all of those things are equally supported is, is I think, a, a really powerful thing. Um, so, you know, cheers to, to Brent and Eric for, for making that happen. Um, and I think to that end, you know, all of us in this room and anybody listening right now, with the advent of something like 2-Bit, we have more opportunities now um, in a way that we didn't before. I used to be a, a manager for a, a theater in New York for many years called the Sanford Meisner Theater that was on 11th and 22nd. And um, I'm, I'm decently well-versed in programming spaces, but the opportunities that we have now to program 2-Bit is, you know, pardon my French, but just fucking unheard of. I mean, you know, you can do VR things, you can do uh, create computer programs and do the live event stuff on top of it. Um, so I think that we have this platform right now and we're all sitting in it 
and anybody who's listening can come, that we are now very actively trying to bring in this exact community and provide a, you know, a, it's maybe a silly word, but provide a little bit of a home yeah. for people to do podcasts, to do community meetups. Red Flags has been happening here. 49 Boxes is happening here. Uh, we did a, 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 an escape room LARP thing called Happily Never After. We have several new shows coming out over the course of the next six months. Um, Brent and I are building a show together. Eric is building shows together. Um, like crazy things are going to be happening at 2Bit. And to that end, I sort of say this to the crowd here, but also to anybody who's listening, um, that we are now at a place where I think we're, we're really actively looking at this venue as a platform for us, for everybody in this room. And there are business considerations that we have, there are financial considerations that we have, but if the artists can work around those financial considerations, if they can work around revenue generating spaces and say, hey, I will use this closet on a Monday night at 11 when you're closed, like we are so open to doing so many things here. Um, so I would sort of like to kind of open that door to anybody um, that has an idea, that wants to pitch something, uh, that won't take away revenue from the VR or, the, uh, or Club 01 or whatever, and, and really open our space to this community um, as a platform to try new things, try old things and, and bring them back like red flags, um, to try to, to develop new things, and, and we're here for that. So it's exciting to be here, to have all the blackout shit behind me and, and to sort of focus on starting to create more of a community and to provide more opportunities to, to, to this world. Well, Josh, that's fantastic news. And I do encourage everyone who's here, who's a creator, and most people in this room are probably tilted that way uh, to holler at you when we, when we break and start, start pitching you right here in the very space itself. I totally <laughs> recognize by saying that what I just opened myself up to. But Don't do that today. It's his birthday. Yeah, email maybe him. Email me. Email him. But, I mean, that's the exciting thing is that it's like the sky's the fucking limit. Like, we yeah. can do anything. And, and, and we now have a platform on behalf of these guys and all the, 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 the work of the company that's up there to, to, um, to support us. Speaking of doing anything, we're going to alter the format in a little bit in that Tonight Show style. I'm going to have you stay here on the couch, just move one down, and we're going to bring our next guest up, Tommy Haunton of Stash House. All right. I, I recognize we've, we've kind of done like three shows now today. Like, I could probably yeah. break this up, but we're going to keep on going. Tommy, how's it going? Hi. What, uh, what, are, what have you been up to lately? Because you're up to a lot, and I can never keep track of what things we can and cannot talk about um, because you put me under NDA a lot. I do. Because we're, we're friends aside from the whole, like, we tell people about things part of, part of the work. We can talk about Mortality Machine in New York. Oh, yeah. So you were, you were just back east. Yes. Hooking uh, up with a couple of different creators there, working on a, a hybrid. Well, you tell it. It's a hybrid of lerping, uh, sort of puzzle, interactive design, and dance, which is kind of the weird thing, because people that typically do larping don't dance. And you're bringing the dance part, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm the dancer. <laughs> no, it's an amazing choreographer named uh, Laura Morrison, and this show is going to put her on the map in terms of dance. The movement that she did for the show, which, describing what it is is kind of a spoiler, but it is incredible. All right. You're yeah. bringing the puzzle part of it. Yeah, the interaction aspect. The challenge was we didn't want people to walk into this room and feel like they had to tear it apart like an escape room. 
the challenge was how do you put people in a space and block off access to certain areas so that people aren't able to just tear things open, but uncover the story and gate it. I think a good example for people in LA was The Nest did a great job of uh, what Jeff and Jarrett did of... Jeff, you're here. Jeff's here. Where's Jeff? Jeff wave. There's yeah. Jeff. It's fun. Like, we're like, we're in the room. It's yeah. like, we mentioned... So the idea of gating content, story content that you want people to discover. Most escape room people say, fuck story. I just want to solve puzzles. But companies will try to layer story in, but they don't care. They just want to solve things. The trick is making them care. And with this, we are trying to appeal to all audiences, people that are LARPers, people that are theater people, people that have no idea what the hell they've come in to see. And as they uncover the characters, yes, they're playing characters. So you are connected to one of five people that died in a mysterious experiment. And it's been five years, the uh, site was sealed off, and you're coming in to sort of see this space now as it's been sort of left. And you uncover what happened by uh, solving these locks and, and things that are tied diegetically into the space. So that's what I worked on. So a lot of folks here have probably been to Stash House, which is the escape room you're known for here in L.A., uh, you're also the co-creator of the Museum of Selfies, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, how much how much of the work you're doing these days, and I, I know you, what was it, Electric Forest you did? Yeah. Like stuff for, like, uh, over the summer. Uh, I know, like, uh, Terrence and Carly, who are here, they were, like, there at yeah. that as well. It was nice to see familiar faces. There. Yeah. That was very uh, strange. Uh, you're kind of, like, you're you're all over the place. Like, you, you just you you've, you just opened something in Vegas, yeah. right? You know, like, wow. Uh, what the, what the hell? How do you even conceive of what you do now? Because like, you started as a screenwriter. Yeah, I don't know. I came out here uh, almost 10 years ago uh, and met pretty quickly Don, who's here, my producing and writing partner. Uh, he and I met up as writing partners, and it turned into a very strange process where we kind of got stuck in the film world and got really frustrated by it. We both had jobs in the film world uh, on the um, production or in the sort of business side of it, but then we also were writing. And to me, I am really, really bad at faking interest in stuff I don't like. And I have a really hard time giving loyalty to people I don't respect. And so working in a red tape bureaucratic political office was not very easy for me. And I just felt very stuck. And it wasn't until discovering immersive interactive shit and escape rooms that I was like, these are my people. I thought I was broken for a long time because I was very socially awkward and I still am. But the challenge of connecting with people who I had a mutual interest with or wanted to tell these stories, it was in this environment that I found these people. And once I found it, it was just my world came alive. I realized that everything I'd wanted to do was real. And people were doing it and paying tickets for it. And it could become something you could do either as a career or a side hustle. And that's really where it sort of started. And then I got fired. And it was sort of like, well, what do I do? Do I go back to this day job or do I try to make this work? And you know, Don was willing to come along for the ride. We came up with Stash House and sort of built it up and pulling in favors and trying to figure out what we were doing. But we, for one thing, had no idea what the hell we were doing. All we had were theories about this could possibly work, and thankfully it has. Yeah, people seem to really love it. And between that and the Museum of Selfies, you've gotten all kinds of notice and it's just rocketing forward. Yeah, so it's weird. It's, it's cool, it's weird. I think the trajectory was, I am interested by a lot of stuff. And for me, I think this space especially has so much room to grow and you can put things in this landscape, AR, VR, and mixed reality. You can put physical, you know, tactile games and puzzles. You can do story-based things. This is a wide playground. And I think part of what NoPro and The Summit and everything have done is 
make people realize they're all on the same playground. Like, we're playing in the same sandbox. It's just a giant-ass sandbox. Yeah, I mean, it's got to keep on building it bigger. Exactly. That's, that's the main thing. All yeah, right. No pressure. Speak, no pressure. All right, speaking of building it bigger, we're going to get one more person on the stage before we go for the closeout. Uh, Steve Boyle, get up here. So we're going to move down again. A sting of music I was like thinking like yeah that's how it goes and it's just I'm not used to it yet. Steve, we're 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 in the middle of production hell right now, but we're not going to talk about that. I want to I want to talk about the stuff that you just did in San Francisco because uh, for those who are maybe LA based, you don't know you run Epic. I'm also adjusting to the fact that you're back to your normal face. You've been bearded for a while, and I was getting just getting used to that. And then you shaved, I guess, in the past 24 hours. I'm not used to you normal again, but. Uh, so I'm going to look at you and be like, is it Steve? It's Steve from two months ago. Um, what, what, are you, what are you getting up to in Epic Immersive right now? Because you've got all these little projects going on left and right up there in the bay. Uh, first of all, thank you for noticing my face. Yeah. Uh, indeed, I have, it was a new look for me, and I had felt very mature and masculine for the first time in my entire life. And then It was very kinda, different. Kind of crossed the line into... You into, started getting uh, lumberjacky. It was yeah, a little... it was a bit much. I was like, I, you couldn't pull off the kind of beard I can pull off. I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to disappoint you there. No, well, I was sad to see you uh, uh, pared down, too. I got tired of it. Yeah. So Can't imagine this is interesting for the podcast no, audience. No, no, not fine. at all. Not at all. Steve and I talk every day, yeah, so watch we out. We're like an old married couple <laughs> at this point. Um, what was the question? Epic stuff? Winter Wonderland. Oh, what that was, was that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We what did just, you do? Uh, we just did. Um, so we just did an experience that was unlike anything we'd done before. It was called the Midwinter Masquerade. Oh, Midwis Midwinter Masquerade. I got the name wrong. Yeah, I liked Winter Wonderland though. We'll do that <laughs> next year. Um, this was. There is a venue in San Francisco. So one of what we love to do is partner with existing venues that are incredibly cool and look immersive, but for whatever reason haven't been filled with actors yet. And so there's this incredible bar. Um, it's called Whitechapel. It's near City Hall, and it looks it like is dope. it's incredible. It looks like you've built a beautiful. Uh, speakeasy in the midst of an abandoned London underground station circa 1890 and they've got authentic tiling, uh, it's gorgeous and it's got the largest gin selection in North America um, and so we partnered with them on uh, sort of an experiential dining event um, that had, I think it had eight courses of food and cocktail pairings, which were all set to different chapters based on all the different holidays that led up to kind of the development of modern Christmas. Um, so everything from, uh, you know, Saturnalia to uh, Yule to Wassailing um, to uh, the Feast of Fools to a Christmas Carol even. Um, we had a, a Christmas-themed drag show in the middle of it. So this was non-narrative. It was highly experiential. I like to say it was my Taylor Mac impression. Um, it, uh, uh, with all these moments where the, the food was tied into the experience. So like Saturnalia in Rome, um, there's a lot about role reversals. Uh, the masters pay, play slaves for the time of the festival. The slaves become the masters. The masters prepare field food for the slaves. So we like played a song. We had this great gypsy punk band, and then we passed out grapes, and audience had to feed each other. At one point in you know wassailing, which is essentially um, the uh, it's old timey SantaCon to be quite honest. I love. <laughs> uh, 
People would get yeah. rip-roaring drunk on cider and go singing bit, and running around. A bit more gentle being... than SantaCon, though. Like I, I got a. This I, was I hunkered down during SantaCon. This was the bummer. I I was I was admonishing a friend for his SantaCon mischief. In the same breath, I was hyping up this event and its sort of historical qualities. And I realized it's the same thing. So it's, yeah. it's they get drunk and went and song, and it You're was winter. It's dark. Very <laughs> hypocritical. Um, so we actually, and they're all in masks, and we actually took them uh, masquerading around the tender. In New York, so in the middle of a two-hour show, you know, we fired them up. We taught them a rock version of the wassailing song. We've got them all hopped up on cider, and we said, you know, if this was real wassailing, we'd have pots and pans, and we did. So we passed them out. And if this was real wassailing, we would actually go door to door and sing. So we did. In the middle of the show, we went around a little parade, sang, yelled at each other from across the street, went back in. There's a place in North Hollywood that does it every weekend. Um, maybe some of you have seen this. You know what I'm talking about. Like, there's like it's a dance club like right up the street. That's like, and they like get everyone doing line dancing, and then they go out onto the street every weekend. Every weekend, everyone's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, it's true. It's there. I've seen it with my own yeah. eyes. That or I hallucinate on yeah. a regular basis. One or the other. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a lot more events uh, at Whitechapel of this ilk. It was very different than the kind of stuff we do before. We've never gone non-narrative before or yeah. integrated food and drink to that extent. It was kind of it was also our sort of drunk history impression, but I it was a hit. I liked it. Taylor Mac does drunk history. That's a good. That's a good pitch. You should come down here to Hollywood and pitch more often. So yeah. you got the formula down. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next? Not the other thing, but like any 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 show shows that are that are coming up that you got planned. Uh, there are a zillion things coming up, which are all in that kind of like ninety five percent official range. Uh, so I can talk about them. I'm able to talk about them. It's just they might they transform might, a little transform. bit. Transform. Okay. Um, well, we'll wait until there's something. What's what's the very next thing that you're that you're gonna do uh, as Epic? Uh, another Whitechapel show based around Valentine's Day. So similar structure: love, sex, food, drink. Good. Yeah. Not a bad, not a bad to hit all the marks on the holidays. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, Steve, Tommy, Josh, thank you all for closing out the show here. Uh, we'll get Anthony back up on stage, and we'll we'll bring it on home. So, uh, wow. Yeah, how long? How long was that? Give me the time. Oh, uh, dude, we're, uh, you don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. I don't no, know. No, okay, no. yeah, no, nah, I probably don't want to yeah. know. I only we only schedule like ninety people to be on the show. Yeah, I know. So. It's, it's this is a good one. But, yeah, but I mean, like we could have invited half the audience up here. So that's true. Yeah. Easily. With uh, with the other members of the audience, I know it's like it's kind of scary. It's like you drop a bomb in here, we destroy the. Oh entire God, we're still <laughs> no, no. I stole that. Um. Even <laughs> let's not even think about yeah, that happening. I mean, who knows if we'll ever get to do it again, so that's probably why I overbooked it. Yeah. So um, that's, that tends to be the thing. Um, five years. I know, right? I'm sort of terrified. Like, it doesn't... Because the last two years have felt like two decades, um, <laughs> uh, in many ways, it doesn't feel like five years, but like I look past those two years, and I'm like, we haven't, it hasn't really been going on that long. I mean, we've known each other a lot longer yeah, than... Yeah, it's like what, uh, going on 20, what, years. 20 years now? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're old. We're, yeah, it's like the but... But uh, I, I know, it was, well, we, we talked about this, like when you first started it, um, the I newsletter, think we did. it was me literally bugging you about, because you told me we were talking about transmedia all the time. We all were. The transmedia stuff. And we were like. Because Jay Bushman was part Jay of that. Bu- yeah, like, Jay Bush was part Jay of that conversation. Bushman is part of like the legendary dinner parties that happened before there was a no pro. Um, or before this, yeah. Before there was a no pro. Uh, well, dinner parties and like brunches where we'd like get together and, and try and figure all this stuff out. 
Um, and yeah, that was, that was back in the transmedia days. We used to, uh, we'd sit up and talk about that stuff, and then it was like, then one day you came back, you were like, I saw the show. I saw yeah. this amazing show, and I was like, what? And you told me about it, and it was like, dude, uh, when's the next one happening? You're like, I don't know. And next thing I know, you put it out a newsletter because you got tired of me asking you. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was pretty much it. Yeah. People were like, oh, let's just keep track of it, and then we, we get to this. And, so and now you have this madness. And it's it's, cool. it's a full room, and that's... I'm, I'm like, looking this way because I'm like, I'm horrified about doing... I, I'm trained as an actor. I should be used to, like, oh, there's all these people, but they're not looking at a character. They're looking at me, and I'm slightly uncomfortable by it. No. So... <laughs> Hey, don't look at me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a reality star. So, like, what do I want? Oh, God. Like, don't look at me, please. Don't look don't at look him. At don't get noticed in the street. So, well, we'll, we'll keep that secret. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's out of bag. Um, let's, uh, let's do the end of the show. All right. So, this was the first No Pro Live. Uh, all of you who are here, you get to stick around. Uh, oh, Anthony's got the, uh, Anthony's got the, uh, the, the closeout. So, oh. go for it. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thank you very much for coming out. We appreciate you. We appreciate the listeners. We appreciate you creators and, and uh, our wonderful backers. Uh, you can find us online on Patreon. Uh, I had to put that plug in there because, you know, we want to go Don't pro. Don't do the plug. It's a live room. We want to go pro. We want to go pro. We go pro. Um, so, uh, so, <laughs> so this has been the No Persinium Podcast Live. We'd like to thank our guests, Eric Redman, Brent Bushnell, Josh Radnell, Lauren Ludwig, Monica Miklas, Lauren Flans, Emma, Tommy Hunton, Steve Boyle. Special thanks to 2-Bit Circus, and the music was written and performed by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society, and your host was Noah Nelson. I've been your announcer, Anthony Robinson, and we saw you at the show. Good night, guys. go here's a special thing get, get stuff ready so one of the things um one of the things that i absolutely loved last year uh was a piece at the hollywood fringe called escape from godot uh jeff and andy crocker you're here right now please stand up uh or wave at least there they are this show was great because what it did is it took like the puzzle game uh, escape room idea and wedded it to Waiting for Godot. So the I don't want to spoil too much of the conceit other than it is like one of the most hilarious things I've experienced in years. Proof that you can take immersive and do really good comedy with it. It it really leaned heavily on the, if you're a theater nerd, like you're really going to love it. But even, I bet, even if you don't know Samuel Beckett, you're not versed in it, it's just appropriately enough, absurd enough that it is enjoyable without having that history. Um, it ran for one day at the Fringe uh, because it took a lot of setup. Uh, it ran at Indiecade uh, this time, and what we are pleased to announce right now is Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for the first four weekends in March, so it's, we got a little time, at the Yard Theater at Heliotrope and Melrose, why? Because existence is meaningless and theater is absurd. Tickets are on sale right now for the run. If you're here in the room, you're hearing first. Like, we, we're putting them on sale right now. Uh, as soon as the podcast recording is over, for a limited time, you can use No Pro Pod for a discount. The website is uh, Mr. And Mischief .fun is their website. 
Uh, and it is Escape from Godot. Godot is G-O-D-O-T dot brownpapertickets.com. So if you heard about it and you thought it sounded interesting, well, you've got first crack at tickets because you're here right now.